Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Black Catalyst Podcast. It's me, Kyle, your host. And in this episode, we talk to Chase Ordeej. He's a D1 basketball player at Northwestern University. He gives us a great rundown of his story and also gives some tips for basketball players out there. Hope you guys enjoy. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Black Catalyst Podcast. It's me, Kyle, your host. And today we got a hooper in the building. My boy Chase is here. He plays Division One basketball at Northwestern University. So we're just going to talk a little bit about his journey and some advice that he feels he can give to other players out there. So, Chase, tell me a little bit about why ball was it for you. First, thanks for, you know, having me on this, bro. I appreciate that. But uh, honestly, like, people say it, but ball was just like my home away from home. You feel know I me? Mean? It's just like when you're on the court and it's just like you hooping, you want your friends, like, even, like, if you don't take ball seriously, like, when you're in the park, I feel like time just goes by so fast. Mm-hmm. And you just be in there just having fun, bro. And honestly, I just took that to heart. Like, when I started playing ball, like, I was probably fourth grade, fifth grade, and just, like, there was no other experience I had that, like, made me feel like I did when I was on the basketball court. So just, like, taking that into my life and, like, all the life lessons I learned on the court, like, you know, that's really what shaped me into, like, who I am today. So, like, ball is really – like, people say ball is life, but ball is really life for me. Now, I hear that. So do you feel like if you had to have an experience that you had on the court and certain things that you learned through playing the game that you would not be able to have certain opportunities or certain things that you do now? No, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, like, just in general, like, ball – in sports in general, but – ball specifically to me has taught me like how to deal with people you know being the team environments you know and just like the opportunities that basketball has presented me like whether it be school-wise or just like meeting different types of people like I wouldn't be anywhere close to the person or in the position I am today so like ball has really shaped me to you know what I am. I got you so say I'm gonna give you a scenario right now Say I'm a kid right now. I'm in high school, probably a junior year, maybe sophomore, junior, right? And I love basketball, and I really have all these goals. I want to make it to the next level. I'm Every day I'm shooting hoops. Every day I'm outside grinding, and I don't yeah. see myself as positioned as another athlete. What advice would you give to somebody in that position? Honestly, that, that's my story, bro. Like, when I was a sophomore in high school, I had no offers. You feel me? I was, I was outside shooting every day. But the thing that I think that really helped me in my future was um, – just consistency, you know, like even without the offers, without the recruiting services, without everything that's, you know, so you see some other athletes getting just when you get between them lines, like none of that stuff matters, honestly. So like, honestly, staying in the gym, like right now it's hard to get in gym, but obviously but staying outside, you know, finding other ways to get better, push-ups, sit-ups, running, like just just consistent, consistent work, you know, and building that work ethic. Because when you get to college, bro, all them high-ranked players, all that stuff, like, you see dudes who was never ranked, never had any scouting services come and take their spot just because they produce on the court. So it's all about just working hard and, you know, building your skills up to, you know, when you get that opportunity to show yourself. So would you say that you, like, a big believer in the fact that once preparation meet opportunity, then you excel? So if you always prepare when the opportunity comes, you could just take it and run with it? Yeah, but also I think – um basketball such a mental game and the sports in general so it's like i was talking to my friend about this the other day you could practice and shoot lift do as much as stuff do many uh, do as much things as you need to to prepare but like when you get in that situation like you have to be mentally strong and just like believe in yourself 
Because, you know, if you could you could shoot as much as you want and do all that stuff, but if you're on the court scared, you know, you're on the court nervous, like, your production won't be as much as, you know, you possibly could make it. You know what I mean? So just, you know, obviously put that work in, but, you know, believe in yourself. Have that confidence in yourself. You know, do what you need to do for that, but that's the biggest thing. Is confidence, you say, is the biggest thing? Yeah, confidence, yeah, over everything. I got you. And I know, like, in your journey, too, like, you play school ball and you was also playing, like, ball in other leagues outside. Would you recommend that people do that as well? Yeah, yeah, that's that's where you find your game at. Like, at AAU, you know, uh, park leagues, whatever it be. Because, like, school ball is going to be regimented. You're going to have a system. You're going to have players that the coaches like. There's going to be politics involved. But, like, when it comes to AAU and all that stuff, that's really where guys get jiggy and, like, really where guys find themselves, you know what I mean? And it's just, like, even playing the park, like, Dykeman, freaking New York, like all these other different things. Like this is where you, you know, kind of find your game, but also build up a reputation for yourself and give you this, give yourself that confidence. Like, you know, like I'm hoping against so-and-so, this guy, whoever it is, this is like, I'm competing and I'm doing my thing. So it's just like, if I can do this on this stage, you know what I mean? When I get to this stage, it's going to be an even, even easier transition. <laughs> I got you. And also I want to talk about too, like I, a lot of people say, that other people are more equipped because they got, like, these elite trainers or this, that, and the third. What's your personal view on, like, do you feel like a trainer is necessary for you to be nice, I would say? Um, no, I feel like, especially in today's world, where it's just, like, everybody's trying to be Instagram famous. Everybody want to, you know, get the, you know, just the clout and all that stuff. And they want to be around the best guys, have the best, you know, teammates and all that stuff. But, you know, me, my personal advice is I, I, I have a trainer. So, like, mm -hmm. I'm not saying my things like trainers are bad or like, you know, they're not gonna help you. But at the end of the day, like, you're gonna be a trainer for one to most two hours a day. You feel me? Like, what you do in the other hours of your day, that's mm -hmm. like what you take from your trainer, like what you what you see from other guys at the trainer, like what you work on when nobody's watching you, like literally when you buy yourself, no cameras, no nothing. That's what was gonna make you better. And it's like you see dudes who go to trainers like every day for one hour that one hour a day at your trainer that's not gonna get you better than mm -hmm. if you at the trainer you take a break you go hoop by yourself you feel me like you gotta continue like I, so i said again you gotta continue to put the work in consistently and trainers are great to give you some guidance and structure to what you need to do but that you know drive you have by yourself and like those those drills that you do on your own that's where it's gonna make you the player <laughs> All right, so I know we, we spoke about mentality and the importance of, like, how mentality and having confidence in yourself is going to help you elevate. But from, like, a practical, technical level, what do you say skill-wise you would tell a high school player to focus on that will help better their game overall? That's a good question. Uh, I'd say with the, with the way the game is going in general, definitely shooting, you know, any, any position, shooting and ball skills, just being able to handle the ball, pass the ball, shoot. Uh and uh, this is because I'm a guard, so specific mm -hmm. for guards, learn how to play out of pick and rolls, learn how to, you know, set your teammates up, learn how to read defenses because, you know, coming from New York, like, everything's one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. if you can break a guy down and make him fall, whatever, but it's, it's like at the next level, it's going to be, it's five on five. Like, you break your guy down, there's help, there's people rotating. Like, you got to be able to see the defenses and make the proper play and make the right pass in, in every situation you're in. So just to answer the question in short, just ball skills, like just being comfortable with the ball in your hand in any situation. I got you. I want to talk about the 
like the learning aspect that goes on, like without a ball in your hand in general, like it's film and like watching other players and watching other people, a big aspect of your game or how you go about preparing for anything. Yeah, most definitely. Definitely. Cause um, even at like college, cause you know, like we obviously talking about the game, but like at every level you go to, like you're going to find guys who, who like even the best guys take from other guys. LeBron takes from Damian Lillard. Lillard takes from dudes across the league. So it's like, as a high school player, college player, whatever it may be, you gotta envision yourself in those positions and like envision yourself in those guys' shoes that you wanna be. And just like seeing what makes other guys successful in your position and other positions too, but specifically your position. So like point guards, learning from the great point guards of the game. Even if they're not a great point guard, if somebody is a great pick and roll player, they could read the defenses. Just learning how, like trying to get in their brain, you feel me? And like pick, pick, pick things that you see that are like interesting and just like that will help you get your game to the next level. I got you. So in terms of, I got you, I got you, we're going with that. Did you feel like it was a difficult, oh no, I remember the question I wanted to ask actually. (laughs) Who would you say is your favorite player right now in the NBA and why would you say that's your favorite player? Like playing right now? Playing right now, yeah. You see, my favorite player ever is Kobe, rest in peace. But uh, RP Kobe. I have to say, mm, that's a hard question, bro. I love her from a lot of dudes, but um, hey, you give me like your top five, then like I'll say CJ McCollum, um, KD, uh, Kyrie Irving, um, Clay Thompson, and uh. And I'll say Bradley Beal. You know, I feel like those dudes right there, like they have a combination of so many things. Like Clay, he's a shooter. He has the smoothest shot in the league. Uh, Kyrie, obviously, everybody knows it for his handle, but the way he reads defenses, like his finishing ability is crazy. Like it's a, a whole nother level. Um, feel me? Bradley Beal is an upcoming star in the league. Like he's not, like he's a star, but he's not even getting recognition that he really deserves, to be honest. But like mm-hmm. the thing he, he does on the court is just, it's crazy. Like he's averaging thirty. Like he's really like, like changing the game and like just the little things. Like the way he creates space. Like the way he he sees the defender and like reacts to what they do. It's just like, like me as a college player, like trying to get myself to that level. Like seeing a guy like him, just consistently, just every day, like working and putting in results and you know getting results on court. It's it's inspiring. And then um, what else I said. Because all of those dudes, to be honest, like mm. they just they just have a different mentality coming to every game. It's just like something to look up to. What do you feel about like a John Morant coming from the situation he came into? Like very like I don't say a bad situation, but he wasn't in like a top program. People would say, mm. and he still worked his way to become like the second pick. Like, how would you feel about a guy like that? I mean, it's it's a story to tell. Like me, I came from the major, so like I transferred from William Mary to Northwest, and so I I understand that life of like like not not being at that level and like playing against, you know, like every, every game is like opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. But for him personally, like he could have transferred, like he could have left and went to any school in the country. So I mean, like even after his freshman, like he knew, he wasn't even one of those freshmen that like people were talking about, like, Oh, he needs to, he needs to be a one and done type stuff. But he, he stayed true to his process and he, you know, you could ask him, mm-hmm. he, his mentality about himself. He thought he was the best doing the court every time he stepped on the court. 
and that showed like with his athleticism, the way he moved the ball and got his teammates involved. Like he he just had a different approach to games that many players, you know, they 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 just don't have and like they don't they don't adopt. So like us, to see a story like him, number two pick coming from Murray State, like people don't really know about Murray State, but when you hear Murray State, more first person you think about is John Moran. So like kids coming from mid major schools, low major schools, like whatever, whatever it may be, like you can make it. Like like that mm-hmm. ass, like it's not about being of the Dukes or the Kentuckys. It's about how you play and what you do on the court and the and the product and the production that you you produce. You feel me? So I got you. Did you feel like you experienced like a shock coming from like a high school college? I mean, a high school student athlete to a college student athlete. There was definitely some shock there because, you know, in high school, you're the man, like, you get the ball every time. So, I mean, it's just like, and, <laughs> my fault. There you go. For, like, college, I mean, high school athletes coming up, like, these college coaches, they lie. Like, they will <laughs> lie right to your face when they recruit you, bro. It's just like, you got to take everything they say with a grain of salt. And, you know, like, they'll tell you, oh, like, you don't come in, you're going to start. Or, like, you know, you're going to come in, there's an opportunity for minutes. But, no matter what, the moment you're on campus, like it's ground zero. Like you gotta earn your keep. You gotta compete. Like the same the same way they tell you that, they tell the returners the same shit they telling you. You feel me? And they tell mm-hmm. all the other freshmen coming in, which oh, there's opportunity this down the third. But it's like in practice, you know, in workouts, pick up whatever it may be, you gotta go in there and compete and play your balls off. That's 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 what's gonna prove to the coach. And even at times like there's times where you compete and you're busting ass all week in practice, all month. And you're still not getting that burn. You're still not getting what you think you deserve. But that's just like the overcoming. That's just the consistency. Because if you're doing it over and over again, I promise you, you're going to get your opportunity. And then if you do well in your opportunity, that's when everything blows up for you. Mm-hmm. So just like for for um, high school players going to college, like just take it, take it all with a grain of salt. Take it day by day. Like don't think too far in the future. Take it game by game, good game, bad game, scratch it off onto the next. So really don't dwell too much on each opportunity. Just give your all every time. Basically, yeah. I got you. In terms of, like, the you making a switch from one university to another university, what was some of the difficulties you had in that? Um, i say just adjusting, like, in any situation, just, like, meeting new people, being in new environments, you know, like, me, my, my situation was a little different because I came into here with an injury. So, like, I couldn't play with my team the whole summer. Like, the first time they see me play, like, like play, play was, like, a week before the first game. So, mm. like, we already had summer workouts. Everybody cool with each other. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm being a great teammate. Mm. I'm trying to, you know, immerse myself in the team as much as I can. But, like, when you're playing basketball and playing a sport, by you not playing basketball with the team, like, that automatically is, like, a disconnect. Because so, of chemistry. Mm. Chemistry and all that. So, just – um. It was a it was a big adjustment for me to be honest, but like like I just said, like I took it every day, day by day, with a just a smile, just try to get better, learn from the coaching staff, learn from my teammates, learn from the staff that they had around the around the team. So it was it was a it was a big learning adjustment, I said. And it was the programs like very very different in nature how they were ran. Bro, <laughs> it was crazy, and like I love no disrespect to Wayne Mary, I love Wayne Mary. I think for everything they done for me. But uh, Northwestern just ran everything at a much higher level. And you could just tell between, like, the meals, like, the nutrition, like, the staff that they had. Like, they just invested so much more money and just, like, time and effort 
and to making sure like the basketball teams and all the other teams were like well set off and, and, and able to compete at the Big Ten level or any level, any team that they play against. So just like that and just the attention to like detail, you feel me? It's just like every team we, we, we played or studied or like even practiced, like every like thing was nitpicked at like you being here, like you have to do this, like the way you the way you coming off screens, like the screens you're setting, like everything was like, you know, to to professionals. And we didn't have a great year. Like we had a very bad year. Mm. So seeing that in a in a losing year just shows me like say if we had the potential, a, yeah. the potential that we have to continue to grow as a team, like it's gonna be scared. Nah, I see. Um in conclusion, I'm about to sum it up right now, but and do you feel like a, a player needs – you know, you spoke earlier about, like, this Instagram cloud, everybody want to be the best. Do you feel like a player needs a social profile in order to get some of these? Because you see people like – all these athletes now, they got millions of followers on – like, their high school players got 100,000K on Instagram. Yeah. Do you think that's necessary or no? Um, honestly, it I don't think it's necessary, no. Because there's dudes like – if you look at Colin Sexton, for example – he plays on the Cavs. He didn't have social media, and he jumped from unranked to top ten player from his junior, senior, something like that. So it's just like, yes, I, I'm not saying it doesn't help. Like that, that platform and followers and all that stuff like that helps immensely. Like that could turn a player's recruitment around. But mm -hmm. if you're in the other, but that's only for the players that are like already at that level, you know, mm -hmm. or like for building up to that level. If you're a top ten player in the country, like you're going to have a bunch of kids and you're going to have a big following just because of what you've already done and what you've proved. But like, if you're on the other spectrum where you're not a great, you know, well, not saying you're not a great player, but you don't have a great platform or like, you don't have the scouts and all this stuff, you know, like those other players do. Social media can be a distraction. You know, it could, it could make you focus on the wrong things. So, you know, I like what I say, like I'm a big believer in results, you know, production, and, you know, working hard and work ethic. So, like, if you do those things, bro, like, you could delete Instagram and you work hard and you start showing out and you camps and all that stuff, you're going to come back to your phone in a couple months and all those followers that you probably thought you would have had would be on your phone just because of what you did on the court, like, the work you put in. So, like, to answer your question, like, that stuff, like, it really don't matter. Like, you got to put the work in, you got to produce, and then everything will follow in hand with that. Actually, I know I said that wasn't summary, but I, one more just came to my head that I feel like might be beneficial. If you could say, like, three drills, you only got a ball and you, what is three drills you would tell somebody to do? No hoop, just a ball. I mean, you could have a hoop, too. Let's say hoop, you and ball. <laughs> um, well, first, I say very basic form shooting. Just one hand, just seeing the ball go in. Make sure your elbow straight. You know, have your form is just making sure that your mechanics on your form is uh is is good and just that starting five feet from the basket building out a step building out a step you know you don't come on the court and start shooting threes you got to start you know close to the basket so that's the first one for shooting second one is um if if anybody is watching this and they're looking for ball handling drills a kid named Peyton Pritchard if you he he went to Oregon he's one of the top players in the country he has a great, like, amazing ball handling circuit he has with just one ball. If you look up on uh, YouTube, paying picture ball handling, it's probably like a three-minute video, but he cuts it in short for each ball handling drill. But if you watch that and, like, do those drills, you know, it don't even have to be every day, you know, like five days a week, four days a week, whatever time you got. Like, if you do that consistently, your ball handling will get much better. So 
that that type of drill, like those type of drills where it's just you're pushing yourself, you know, trying to trying to lose the ball, you know, trying to get your get your hammer tight. And thirdly, uh, this for bigs and guards, just your touch around the rim, you know, just because uh, you see like at the NBA level, you're playing against seven footers like day in and day out. So you can't be trying to dunk on every seven footer you see. You're trying to, you know, lay the ball up at the rim. So floaters, uh, like not hook shots, but like extended layups. Um, mm-hmm. Left hand, right hand, you know, you got to have both hands to be successful at any level. But um, just those three things, form shooting, make sure your form's tight. Ball handling drills, Payne Pritchard, I recommend. It's a great, great uh, mentor for that and just get touch around the rim. You got you. You know, Chase, I really appreciate you both for the time for this interview. Yo, let the yeah. people know where to follow you, bro. Hey, bro, listen, my boy Kyle right here, he's different, bro. Yeah. So I appreciate you having me on. But uh, follow me on Instagram at ChaseOdish underscore. Um, any questions, anything, I'm down. Like, I'm always trying to help out the younger generation, even older guys, if they got questions for me, too. But, um, yeah, I'm just, I appreciate you having me on as well. No doubt, bro. I really appreciate your time. Yo, everybody, if you tune into the podcast, follow Black Catalyst on social media. You already know that. And we out. Thank <laughs> you.